dude, I don't know. I, I, want, I had this idea that I was going to start um, recording a bunch of episodes before I started airing them. Yeah. So, so I have a bunch recorded. I, only one of them was aired so far. Um, should, I just, should I hold yeah. this? Or well, you I... Can, yeah, you can hold it or whatever. Cool. It's it's usually turned up kind of loud enough that we can, but we should do like a little tiny sound check and just make sure you hear it. Cool. Right. Oh. Yeah, well, for, of the old stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, the new stuff is shit. I mean, I but. just saw, I saw the door and then I saw. Oh, yeah. So just, oh, yeah. That, I mean, they were my favorite band. I've got like all of their records up to and including Machina. Yeah. I love Machina too. And I even love Machina too. You know, mm -hmm. Friends and Enemy of Modern Music, great. And then everything you did after yeah, that was yeah. just. Zeitgeist and everything else. <laughs> Downhill spiral. Oh. My old band, uh, my old band, Little Thunder. We we did the on the cover of the High Dive. And we did Whoa, the whole album. Oh, oh, that's really impressive. And I'll tell you what, we were like, yeah, it'll be awesome. And then we were like, yeah, some of it. Well, some of those that dude. It's like the guitar stuff is just wild. Yeah. Well, you know what I think is there's a lot of inconsistency with that band and and performance wise, live wise, but also like album wise. Man, some of those songs are so easy and straightforward, oh, yeah. and then and that some that of them are just like, what in the fucking fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like a million <laughs> chords to this album. Like, I, I, we learned all, we learned all the songs. Yeah, Siamese Dream didn't have too many tricky ones like mayonnaise. I get Soma yeah. probably. Soma, that's when I was thinking. Soma's Soma. tricky. That's the crazy one. Melancholy's got a couple that are like wow. Here's no why. I don't know if you remember that one. It just yeah, it just yeah. has too many cores that change too fast and shit. And it's like, what am I even fucking doing? I think even for us, we were just like, we know the songs because we were born like all of us were born in like eighties. So yeah, like, young te like teenagers in the nineties. Right. We're like, oh, we know, you know. But then when you actually like the core, it isn't as easy as you think. Cause they, he does a lot of like weird chords. Yeah. Like it's all weird chords. Right. Right, you can't tell by listening to it how oh. tricky that is to play sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's the real gem right there. It's you very know? Anyways, I love I love Smashing Pumpkins. So, All right, yeah. so I sound okay. <laughs> I could come up a little bit. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah, let me get a little bit. One, yes. You comfortable over there? Oh, so you got the little boom sand. You can yeah. just cuddle up. I know. I got my All right. Yeah, you sound good. Am I too loud? That's fine distance. I don't want to be barking no, you in look the. Good. You cool. Look good. And how about Maria? Hi. How's that? Check, 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 check. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear check me? One, one, two. Is this thing on? Hello, hello, hello. I've been surprised at how good the sound quality in general is. I'm able to get out of these things Sweet. for just some, like, you know, yeah. SM58s or whatever. I'll tell you the trick is I compress the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah yeah oh is that yeah the secret and, oh yeah that's the secret just compress the shit out of it and the the uh there was one like the biggest snafu i had was um one time doing a the first uh couple that i did and i didn't have the second mic turned on oh no so the whole time my friends amber and cameron and the whole time Amber's mic's not on. And I was like, oh, no. When I realized it right after the we, we recorded it, I go, oh, shit. I just totally fucked this whole thing up. <laughs> and no, sure enough, you just compress it enough. It's like, no, you can hear. I mean, you can tell. <laughs> right you can game. tell that there's you, something's up. She's a little in the background. But, like, yeah. every time you can hear exactly what she's saying. It's fine. Like, All right. Yeah. Cool. I love it. So it works. It works. I'm, I, I'm shocked because I, I went down the rabbit hole a little bit of, like, do I need to get those? Uh, they're called lavalier mics. You know, do I need to get the 
the little clip-on things and the pro, all the, the pro mm-hmm. talking. The pro, yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't know because that's not what I have. Obviously, I have like music stuff. Yeah, but no, the music stuff works as good, if not better. That's good so, to know. Yeah, I mean, it sounds it, good. It's not surprising, but it's. I was surprised that like those guys sounded yeah. that good. The first one I did, I had a whole my old band was together, and one guy, my old bass player, holding one, and then I have one mic like that one on like four dudes just sitting over here. And I'm like, man, that's going to sound like... They even said it. You can hear it at the beginning of the show. They're like, dude, put a condenser on there. Like, that's going to sound like shit. <laughs> no, it sounds great. Because again, it's just, it's quiet enough down here yeah. that you can still hear. Yeah. We're just talking, right? Yeah. It's not that bad. As it's it turns still... out, trying to record fucking drums and bass and shit my whole life. And <laughs> we're just talking. It's way, <laughs> way easier. Do you guys... Not quite as scientific. Oh yeah. Well, it's not not nearly the work. Do you guys record your own stuff, or do you go to no, other places to produce? It? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I, I've dipped my toes slightly, but everything I do is rough, and then we work with the with the studio. Do you have one in particular? You primarily Black and Bloom now, because uh, Marie always worked with them, and I would like. I don't know. For for a while, I was sort of wishy washy. I'm like, eh, try some different things out. There's a lot of good people out there and whatnot, but um. I don't know. They're just a uh, couple of good dudes, and it, it's it makes they're always like, you know, know how to dial in exactly what we want at mm-hmm. this point and get it to that sweet fucking sweet, right mastered mm-hmm. radio ready spot, yeah. and um, you can count on them. Well, there's I think there's something to be said if you work with the same people over and over. You know, the first few times it's like finding that groove, and they're them trying to find out what kind of record you really want, how you want it to sound and feel and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then once you find it, and they can produce what you want them to. I mean, I get that a lot with the uh, mostly mastering. Is sometimes I get some mixing work still, but mm-hmm. I haven't really like uh, advertised or pushed that hard. But I still get a lot of mastering jobs, and that's what it is. Is usually mostly repeat clients that know me for years. They go, I don't really want to screw with anybody else because I know this guy just knows you know he knows what kind of masters i want out of this and yeah. so well and that's and mastering is like the real that, that's that's the you know making everything shine right like so yeah. it, it's, it's um, easy yeah it's and, fucking and even, easy dude I, I would actually say i'm even more comfortable now with with more mixing and still sort of in that dangling you know place where like all right there maybe maybe there's still some opportunity to try some different masters around so oh yeah i don't know we, we've talked about that a little bit Mixing is uh, so much reason, harder. But, I think yeah. there is this misconception, and I really, uh, I hate to say it, but I like chalk it up to just because it's called mastering that people think that it's like way harder or something. It's way easier, <laughs> way faster, should be way cheaper. Mixing should be way cheaper. Yeah, I mean, usually is. <laughs> yeah, usually yeah. Is. Well, some people. Well, like back when I was doing it more, I, so I started this record label in 2011. And I was pushing real hard to do a lot of like recording, mixing, mastering services and advertising stuff. And that's 2011. So that is 12 years ago now. But I used to do, I think it was like 100 to 150 per track to mix. A song to mix one track, mm-hmm. depending on how many yeah. you know tracks and instruments shit. And then mastering is you did about like 20 to $30 a, a track. Oh man, I've had the so, opposite. What? For some really crazy dudes out there, yeah, that want to mix for twenty bucks and then charge you a hundred to master. Well, the, well, the That's it was nice. like a homie deal. The homie deal was the recording, but like okay. still cost a lot. But the song, to each song was like a hundred dollars to master. Uh-huh. Well, if you go to like a big studio, big mastering mm-hmm. house, I remember uh, uh, there's one guy that I knew at Sony. 
um, that had mastered some really awesome rock records back like the early 2000s. He did that first full-length Mars Volta one. That's where I first heard about him. D-Laust, he did the master okay. for that, if you know that album at all. And not super familiar. But really cool, but like really pushy, punchy rock sound, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember getting a hold of him, and I uh, I think it was like a – it was it was at least 100 or more songs because it was like a 10-track album. And I want to say he wanted it – it was well over 1,000 for it. I think he wanted like a few thousand, so – Maybe it was more like 200 song. I look at that and I'm like, yeah, to get your name on it, I get it. But right. uh, it's not really worth that. Yeah. No, I just, I've we've done albums in the past. Well, I have done in that where we're like, we're going to get this thing mastered by like the dude, like yeah. this guy out of Nashville. Right. And it was like a hundred bucks a song. Yeah. And is it really mean, worth it? I don't think so. Well, you know, I think then you're paying for the name. It's worth it. Yeah. If that guy has a name that's so... You, you know, recognizable, yeah, right? Yeah. And you go, dude, that guy, the guy who mastered, you know, Guns N' Roses or Smashing Pumpkins mastered my album, like, huh, huh, huh. but that's <laughs> what you're, you're paying for the bragging rights. There's, yeah. there's like services online where you can just upload your track and I think it's like 10 bucks. Like you know? mastered or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, now you get what you pay for at some level, like that's mm-hmm. going to probably not be the best, but. The thing is with those, you, you can, especially for like, because uh, I, I messed with that for a little bit with uh, like e mastered and just doing when I was like getting into beat making and whatnot. And it's uh-huh. like you can do as many as you want until you're like, okay, this sounds as good as I need it to on the small speakers, the medium speakers, and the big speaker. You know, just right. like uh, right. sounds fine in the car, sounds fine, you know, on my speakers, whatever. Mm-hmm. So- sounds fine on the phone. Like, but it's just, you know, like, uh, I don't know if that's exactly like a surefire way to learn anything. Well, you definitely know? not. No, <laughs> but to get it done cheap yeah. and quick. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, think I, if you have vocals, you don't want to do that. Maybe well, not. I mean, it yeah, depends. No. Yeah. yeah. I think it even, some people probably still do that. Well, you know, I remember it, when I started out, I was doing a whole lot of what you were just saying too, like cross-referencing all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I still do that sometimes, but I notice as I get older, I do that less and less. And it's become more of a thing where I just like these headphones I'm wearing, for instance, I've had these since high school and these are like really common, like hundred dollar. They're in like every major studio. If you look at behind the scenes things, it's like, you see these Sony, the seven five Oh six, I think is what they're. Anyway, I've been listening to mixes on these forever. And I mean, vinyl, cause I'll plug it in or like just, you know, back in the day when my phone had a, f- a headphone jack, I'd listen to, records on that and all my mixes. I listened to so much content in these things over the course of like decades that I really know what a good mix sounds like in these. Yeah, yeah. And so there's some cross-referencing, but really I put these on and listen to it and like I can tell what uh, I'm listening That's to. just like your congruency meter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or like what I always tell people is earbuds because I that's the – aside from these, most everything else I'm listening to consistently, it's earbuds. You mm-hmm. know, if I'm – um, taking a walk, um, at the gym, I'm just walking around work, the house, whatever. I always have those like earbuds in. So that's, but that's a big cross reference for me is like, mm-hmm. how does this sound in these earbuds? Cause I listen to those things every fucking day. Right. I know what a good commercially produced record sounds like in those. Mm-hmm. And I notice I don't have to, I used to have, um, a couple different monitors set up and like a little switch box. And I just to do that to go like oh let's hear the little speaker let's pop hear the big speaker tiny speaker yeah. And shit. yeah and I think that's a technique some people still do it but anymore I'm just like ah eh, just if it sounds if you know how it's supposed to sound and you know old faithful over here yeah and it sounds good there it's probably gonna be good yeah that's at least pretty, to the that's first degree good. yeah yeah mastering's easy mixing is hard for sure 
that's a pain. In, that's <laughs> like a pain said, in the shit. I, I recognize that there's a certain amount that I need to hand off in collaborative efforts. I mean, honestly, even when it comes to like writing, you know, it's like it, 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 I'll, I'll hit ruts uh, with just putting the the thing together. We have good writing you know? partnership, then, though, right? Yeah, you guys exactly. both write your stuff yep. together. Yeah. yeah, I get that sense from the live show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we, 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 we both, yeah, we both met doing that. So that's, you know, like we, we've made it to the other side of figuring out how that works together. Yeah. Took some time because we were both the leads of our own band. Oh yeah. So I, we were both the writers of our own Uh projects. There's some territorial shit to begin with. It took a couple years, but. (laughs) But that's honestly probably why your band is so good. Because I feel like every time there's a really cool, very interesting, unique standout band, when you start talking to the people, that's sort of how it is. That there's, there's certainly more than one band leader in that band. Mm -hmm. But you know, there's maybe two, maybe three, a really great band. Maybe every single member is like fully on go-getter about it. Yeah. I, I I think I don't I don't know over the years it's like what you what we particularly just need because I think it's just you know if if you don't have everyone like putting in that like that X factor or whatever you know right. you're, you're like I don't know I feel like uh, resentment I'll speak for myself but yeah yeah, yeah. exactly you just, <laughs> you're like what the fuck am I pulling the weight for you know, <laughs> right. like, maybe it's an ego trip I don't know but well like, I mean, but I do be... feel like bigger bands that always happens I mean like let's yeah. say, let's the elephant in the room man the drummer. <laughs> The drummer, yes, drummer, drummer. Don't do shit. Well, the drummer has to show up with all that gear and set it up. It's a hard job. And play those drums, but then don't don't be expecting the drummer to write anything, to book anything. <laughs> you know, probably the, not. There's one thing the drummer knows is that the show won't happen if they're not there. That's true. That's a good point. Well, you could play Sandsless drummer, but that's hard. Yeah. You know, do you know Eat the Sun, Dave Sandoval's old band? Uh, I don't think I know. that band he had with his once, brother. Yeah. They were one of the earliest bands which you're talking about that was on my record label back in the day. Well, they they were like this prog rock piece, you know, instrumental, mostly rock piece, and their drummer quit. And they went like two years with no drummer. And they were playing acoustic gigs, which made no sense because they're like, you know, strumming real hard, <laughs> playing real fast, those fucking acoustic shit. And I remember I sat in a couple times playing cajon with them uh-huh. and, and thinking like, this is just the weirdest setup ever, guys. Like, just stop till you get a drummer, man. This music, you know, it's hard rock music. It needs drums. need those drums. Yeah. I think you guys do do well with the electronic percussion, though. I mean, well, do you ever think about getting a drummer? Or? Well, you know, like, I I um I, I really, I, I don't know how this all came about. On and off. I, we, we, we it's on very on and off. It for sure. Uh-huh. But, I, for, for, you know, I, I was, uh, drums was one of my earlier instruments in life. And after I started writing more and like having to, you know, spend less time on the kit, um, just cause I was, you know, writing more lyrics and, uh, you know, playing guitars and keys and whatnot. I, I really, and also just dealing with, you know, the, the drummer who's not quite sure of what they're playing all the time kind of thing. That's you you're talking uh, about? No, no, no. Playing with those drummers. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Okay. You know? Um, I got to the point where I'm just like, I don't, like, the, the, the beat just needs to be there, man. Yeah. Like, like you know, like, it, and, and obviously a good drummer is fucking unmatched, but um, it, it's, and I'm sort of working to uh, put that into beats now where they do sort of like hold some weight on their own, you know, yeah. and a little bit of variation flavor and stuff. For sure. Um, what do you use for the drums? What, like, what program plugin? Oh, I, uh, just uh, Native Instruments Machine. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Native Instruments is yeah. cool. I've been just using those sound packs, man. And you know what? It, it's 
I don't know. It's very rewarding. Uh, I, I still get to mess around with like, you know, because like there's, there's sometimes you, you you can go like very. Let's make it sound like you know there is like a someone real behind the person, kid, yeah, or just fuck with the tone textures right. and whatnot, right? And, make uh, it crazy, yeah, yeah. Just make just make it weird and like have it sort of floating. Just you know, I don't know if you ever do you ever hear moods. of um, Tune Track. Mm-mm. Tune Track's primarily what I use for for drum samples, drum programming. The Superior Drummer is that program that they make. Okay, but it's definitely it's geared towards a real. Feel you know what what they do is they record real professional players playing all these uh, you know short sections. Okay, and then you kind of chop like it up breaks and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's a whole library of those, and libraries these really nice tones, and you can kind of chop it up and you know find something close to what you want. Usually, and then you have to edit it a little bit. It's great because in the 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 basic track of it was played by a human, so it has a lot of humanization built in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes if you're trying to do something more electronic feel, you know, it's it's well, that stuff comes I, out feeling like it's a real organic drummer playing it. I do really like that sample value though, you know, like like you said, when it is like someone playing, if you can capture like a good clip that sort of seamlessly sort of threads yeah, together. I mean, totally. That, yeah, that shit's awesome. Totally. Um, I can't remember where we got with this. Yeah, we think about drummers, but at the same time, I'm like, if if you know, I, I don't know if this is good or not. But it's kind of like the last thing I address, almost when okay. it comes to like putting the song together. You know, like, oh, is it drums? Really? Yeah, it's the last thing you. Address. Well, and like <laughs> it's kind of like in the back of my mind. You know, okay. like, you know, like because I'm interested in like writing in, in in for the sake of exploration. I'm just like I'm interested in, in where energy can be found in different sure. places. Now, you know, that doesn't right. mean that the drums get completely forgot about it. No. Well, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to trying to diss the percussive elements. Well, I just feel like usually people. Well, that's more. I guess writing a lot of times. I think you start with like chords, lyrics, and lyrics. Chords, yeah. Mm-hmm. But think, definitely recording, you tend to start with the drums. Yeah, mm-hmm. the beat. You do the beat pretty. You get that in there yeah, pretty I don't know quick. What I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm sure that's about where my mind is. I'm not. Now. That oh, might yeah, be yeah. where your mind is, but you're like, I've got this beat. Yeah. That's usually where you start. You start with the beat. Yeah. See, I feel like that's the normal. So, for sure, me, I don't care about the drums. Yeah, yeah. That's just the first thing I start with. Yeah, you know? I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> I just get it out of the way and I forget. For me, right? I, I don't play drums, so if I write a song, it's just on the guitar. But for you, I'm like, you're always like beat making. Yeah, you got the yeah, you got the drummer drummer brain. You do have the drummer mentality. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. can see that. I mean, there's so much rhythmic stuff happening in your guys' set that that makes sense that that you have a drummer in there. I mean, he's, he's yeah. not playing drums. Yeah. I still play decently too. Actually, I don't. Yeah. I don't play hardly ever. Do you have a kit? You throw uh, it out. I do, but it's it, it's been in storage forever because we just even moving into this new place. We don't. We don't have I, room. I could set no. up the kit, and I probably it probably wouldn't be too much to sort of push that limit. Um, It'll happen at some point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know. It's fun. But it's just, it's fucking loud, man. Your neighbor's going to be pissed. Well, you start that's, banging that's on the, the drums. Thing, man. Like, I, uh, at least I know a lot of people who got like good kit, you know, like, I know a handful of like real drum heads. So it's like, they're like, no, check, you know, you go over and like, well, dude, check out these symbols and yeah. all this stuff. I'm like, all right, let me try this out, you know, and check out my chops, you know. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Right. Uh, right. See, see how I'm holding up. Yep. yep. I then, love drummers. You know, every now and then I'll get into it. Like what? I'll, I'll get into a jam, jam night or something like that after, you know, a couple shots and beers or whatever. And I'll like have this. Little, I, I'm talking specifically about the last time I did this. I had this like super dope pocket beat in my head, you know, oh. like, 
And it and just ended up being this like talking heads jam. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> after several shots, you didn't perfectly execute your fucking. Yeah, I thought it was going to come in so suave, man. I love playing drums. It's so much fun. But I, I notice I play drums all the time. I've been playing for years and years, and I still suck. Like I'll, like I'll have like a real drummer come over and play a little bit, and I'm like, damn. I'm just not even close, man. Not even close to this shit. But it's good. It's good exercise too, and like it's fun. I mean, that's the thing is, a lot of times, if I find some time, I'm like, I just want to mess around on some instruments. Like, yeah, I could play guitar, but I don't. I played so much guitar my whole life. I want to hit these big, loud, fucking pieces of metal and wood. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it. Drums are sweet. Yeah. I love you, having a drummer. If, if, if I had drums in the house, man, I would actually rig up some loops and just to fucking build, I build some loops. again, you know? I remember the first time I saw you guys, which is a long time ago now, that's what I thought. I was like, they need a drummer. But also, I'm going to admit that show, I was pretty fucking wasted that first time I saw you guys. So <laughs> my mom, I just I just saw the two of you up there and I heard drums, but I didn't see a drummer. I'm like, what? They need a drummer, man. The next time I saw your set, I was like, oh, no, it actually makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Now that I can focus on what's happening. I I do actually remember that time because you were like, that whole set, man, I was just fucking. Yeah, (laughs) I I was. I was also wasted, but I was. I definitely remember that. Well, like I said, you guys got a lot of cool, like interesting rhythmic stuff. Yeah. But also a lot of cool melodic stuff going on. And I mean, that's interesting you bring up Smashing Pumpkins because you came walking in here. Because that's, if I, I, I never pre- think of any questions or anything but the one i definitely want to ask you guys is like what who the fuck do you guys listen to because that i don't i can't think of anything and that's rare i mean usually you could at least pick like a couple groups that you sound like and i don't know if spiderland sounds like anywhere near anything at least just not it's not anywhere near anything i'm listening to Mm. so what the hell are you guys listening to that you're getting you're coming up with that kind of stuff it's like a little bit of hip-hop but there's also some rock and there's a lot of electronic in there and yeah that's <laughs> the the best way to blanket it mm-hmm. i don't know maybe murray wants to talk a little bit about her influences first um i've never played electronic music i've always always been in rock bands oh yeah I- Never. This oh. is the first time. But I love Portishead and I love trip hop. Yeah. Like I love Portis I badass. love all that like Fantagram and all that. We listen to a lot of that kind uh-huh. of stuff. But that makes sense. I Fantagram. mean I I mean I've I listen to a ton of like Depeche Mode, Fuck Susie yeah. and the Banshees. Like I love Metric Mode. is like one of my favorite bands of all time. Metric. Oh. I don't mm-hmm. know Metric. Oh. Oh. You, you got to listen to Metric. All right. Metric oh, yeah. is metric metric will is, make a lot of sense. Metric oh, is the yeah. shit. I, I don't know Metric at all. But oh, they're Depeche great. Mode, I'm a huge Depeche Mode fan. And like that one album, Tears for Fears. I used to be a big ministry fan. Old Nine Inch Nails, I love. Mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. love like that old industrial rock stuff. Same. I have kept up with it, but. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. Very. I mean, I love Jawbreaker. Oh, yeah. Jawbreaker's you know, badass. Like, I have a Jawbreaker tattoo. Oh. I mean, I've definitely, okay. like, but I love, like, yeah. I'm big, a Jawbreaker, too, yeah. Love Jawbreaker. <laughs> but, I mean, I love, like, I love all, like, Archer's a Loaf. I've, like, I grew up kind of in that, so, like, I was in that scene, though, that kind of late 90s kind of emo thing that yeah. was indie thing Some that was going on. going on. Also, yeah, Young yeah. was a... What about Garbage? Yeah. You like Garbage? I like Garbage, of oh, course. Gosh. I mean... Well, again, they're one of these that like the like the pumpkins, like they kept making records and they're not very not good. yeah. The but first two are good. The first two are great. But you know, but I love music. Um like I love music. You I love even, music. You don't I even love 
country music. Like, what? Now well, that's a fucking yeah. problem. You love country music? Well, well, like what, like the, what kind like of country good, music? Good, good kind. Like, you yeah, know, Emmy Lou Harris and... I don't know Emmy Lou Harris. And like, you know, Nico Case. I don't know if Nico she's... Nico Case is I don't awesome. know if she's really country, but I, I consider her kind of... Marie, Marie's yeah. got like the hidden Nico Case twang if you yeah. guide her down the right path. Yep. Yeah. Um. I know like Jillian Welch, if you know. Oh, so yep. good. Yeah, I covered one of her songs once. That one song, what is it? So damn good. Well, what? Probably the one I covered. It could be. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like her best song, sure. in oh, my really? opinion. It was, <laughs> it's like, Maybe it is the one. I, just I mean, have, yeah. Ryan, like, you know, Ryan Adams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Ryan Adams, yeah. that one, uh, Heartbreaker. That album's Heartbreaker. really good. Heartbreaker. What about, do you know Sun Kill Moon? No. Sun Kill Moon's really cool. I feel like you guys might even so they started off i forget the guy's name i think his name's mark or something he's red red house painters it was oh, yeah, other red, band yeah, that mm-hmm, was just mm-hmm. covers i think okay so he started and the, the first couple albums are like definitely like folky singy stuff they're really pretty but nice but then later he got onto this very weird like oh it's so hard to put that in a box too it's like it's 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 got like a a, a jazzy folky kind of instrumentation but most of it he's not singing it's just spoken word and he's telling these like long stories and sometimes there's like a chorus that gets sung but then the whole verse is just like a big long rambling story that he has but they're cool stories and usually the instrumentation is very good because this guy fucking rules a guitar so it's really pretty guitar things going on huh i love it and interesting rhythmic stuff too there's somebody that you might check out sun kill moon. this is sun kill moon, sun kill moon. Sun heard, moon. you brought this up to me before actually it, it does sound does it maybe somebody else that, yeah i've heard i've heard the, I've heard the name so so many musics though oh i know so I know. many you, you were just you were just spitting out like 20 different band names yeah. and i only caught like six of them you know <laughs> i mean i just and then the first band i was like well first notable band that i was in in this town was ghost buffalo and we are very old country oh so and then i was in wilco, rock bands. what do you mean old country like, yeah but it was kind of in that wilco yeah. time love wilco too uh, we well were, most wilco yeah yeah we were definitely in that like nico casey yeah a little more a little more rock though sure a little more rock in there and, that's um, cool but i rock yeah and when was that i mean how when you you didn't Grew up here, or did you? Or I'm from Pueblo, Colorado. Oh, you're from Pueblo. Okay, yeah. So great I, town. Love Pueblo. Yeah, I love Pueblo. It's fun man. shit to play. Oh, I've well, only yeah. played there maybe twice now with Masuji. First time I was ever there. But oh my god, those kids there! And then, and mm-hmm. I was like, what are? Why are they flipping out so much? You know, for us. And I remember somebody there like, dude, this is like the scene. You know, there's not that much other cool rock shit going on right now. This is like hard rock, kind of punk rock places that we played. And they're like, that's why kids show up because they're like hungry for it. They Pueblo, love it. they love live music. They love it. Yeah. I know. It's so cool. Yeah, we're playing a Pueblo Palooza oh, on September 30th. We're oh, having a music nice. festival down there. Oh, very cool. It's going to yep. be awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. Pueblo I love going back to Pueblo. Where is playing. that? Is so it- it's at this place called Solar Roast um, Coffee House, but it's uh, analog uh, records. So it's a, it's a, it's, a bar, a coffee shop, and a record, and record store. store. Yeah, all that's a hell of a combo. In and they have and we've played there. They have it's you can't have like really a full band because it's a smaller space. But sure. we've kind of gone and played a little more down tempo things, you know. Uh huh. But they're having a big music fest, and they're actually the record store is releasing an album uh, that they did a compilation, and we have a song on oh, there. So very cool. <laughs> so yeah, so we're playing the thing, and oh, I love so- Pueblo. I'm like, I'll go down there and play and represent my hometown anytime. Yeah. Pueblo's awesome. Yep. Well, when was that? You were saying Ghost Buffalo, right? When so did- that was um, like 2003 to 2004. Got it. So that was like 
Yeah. So you've been around the scene for a while. Yeah, for yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah. But that was like my, I was very young and I, it was my very like, that was it, you know? And we were on Suburban yeah. Home Records and we did the thing and, and I don't think that band ended in like 2009, I'm pretty sure. No. You but, say it like that band, like you weren't in it at that point. Oh no, I, I was in it. Oh, oh okay. You, were, oh, no. you, you saw it through. I mean, yeah. To the glorious it, finish. It definitely... <laughs> It, it definitely has a lot of growing pains. Yeah, and it has a lot Fucking of uh, bands. Man. Yeah, that was yeah. That band was definitely. Uh, it was me and my my um, my ex husband. Uh huh. So there you we, go. We split well, I, and I was that just band, a, yeah. that makes sense. I was yeah. just about to take it to. It's like you know being in a band. It's like a relationship. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. and like they're hard. They're rewarding, they're, but they're hard. And after so many years, man, you get sick of your fucking bandmates. You really do. And you know, it's just like it's the same, tough. the same kind of shit. Or like, we it was everybody having a good day, everybody had a bad day. You Who's know, in a bad mood. Right, right. I are mean, we, you know what you love and hate about everybody. Yeah. Yep. Are we wearing this thin right now? You know what's going on? Is it? It's about to blow up. I don't know. It's the can band- this guy say sorry to that guy? It's oh my like- god! Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it all. Yeah, well, see, that's even worse because <laughs> you don't have control of these other people. See, in your relationship with like, if unless you're polyamorous, there's two people. At least you have control over half of the parties in this relationship, right? Right. I, usually, bands that I've been in where they implode and everything, it's not me. I'm always the guy. They're like, "Come on, guys, can't we all just get along?" And like, <laughs> two or three, whoever else in the band are just ready to fucking rip their each other's throats out. And I'm like, "Okay, well, yeah. there you go. There goes all of our hard work right at the <laughs> yeah. goddamn." That that band was the only one that really ended tragically. The other other two bands that I was in after that was in Little Thunder and then Pretty Mouth, and those bands never even really broke up, which oh. is so funny. They just sort of stopped doing stuff. Or? I mean, Little Thunder, we rode a really good wave, but I mean. All the guys, all the guys had wives and they had lives and they have full time jobs. And yeah. then our guitar player Tommy had a baby and and you know we just kind of stopped. Do it. it was just too much, you yeah. know. And then I started Pretty Mouth because that band had to say no to a bunch of shows, which is understandable. But I I wanted to be like I wanted to go on tour and I wanted yeah. to keep going. So Pretty Mouth and Pretty Mouth were were some of the guys from Ghost Buffalo. Ah. Actually, one of the guys in Little Thunder was from Ghost Buffalo too. Okay kind of just carry, carry people yep. with I me see. yep <laughs> but pretty mouth never we never broke up either and um we we moved to california and leaf my cello player he moved out there and pretty mouth had a tour and the first day was the day the music died when the everything shut down during oh, the pandemic yeah. and the dudes had to fly back yep. and we got so scattered because ben lived here jed moved to boston we all just moved but our band never broke up yeah right <laughs> so like right so technically could still yeah, make rep music. And we could. It's just. It's a priority. Maybe well, not. this is if availability spider, yeah. opens up. Yeah, yeah but if up. something, if somebody wants us to play, and Were you and, playing in that band too? It sounds like, or no? Mm, I not really. But oh, because you said I, when I, you I moved know, to I'm LA, kind of like. Well, maybe I'm mixing the time the, frame. The Would point you? that we are now, it's like I'm kind of attached. At, we're all we're both kind of attached at the hip with everything. Sure, so well, I, I could like if if. if if we played a show, you'd definitely, definitely play more keys. Of a hypothetical. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. You'd come play <laughs> yeah, keys. Like, if the hypothetical band like, oh, that didn't break up. Keys, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, no problem. Sure. Um, well, because I just thought I remember this, and I could be mixing that up, but this story didn't, wasn't you, you also moved to LA too? Wasn't that? Oh, yeah. Part yeah, of yeah we yeah. both did. Yeah. That's what I thought. I remember you telling me about this at one point, mm-hmm. but I kind of was fuzzing. I think you just moved there, and it's right so, before the pandemic hit. Yeah. So, so we had we had started Spiderland right before we left and we knew that these our bands were sort of you know sort of uh going dormant or whatever you sure. know so that's that's when uh 
just a little bit of preface. When I first met Marie and she was doing Pretty Mouth, there, uh, she had like kind of like a uh, in between uh, electronic and like live band thing going on. And I I thought that was great. Then they got a little bit like heavier, back more rock and roll for a minute. But yep. I'd always thought that her voice goes nicely over, you know, kind of that Portishead element or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's when the, the idea of Spider-Man was like, all right, make some like cool beats. Right. And, you know, put that voice over there. So everything's yep. a little more audible and whatnot. So that, that was sort yeah. of the idea. When, right before we left, we started putting Spider-Man songs together. Um, and yeah, basically, uh, time in California was sort of. Are you writing and stuff still when us. you're there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I know, you know, you guys first came in, you're like, oh, it's just like such a nice, it's a dream house. Man, I remember when, when the pandemic first hit, that was, de- I definitely had that thought of like, they sent me home from work and they're like, and I, I work for a federal lab. So they kind of like in the know, they're like, yeah, it's probably not going to be weeks. It's probably gonna be more like months. It could literally be years that you're gonna have to stay home. And I remember, I think that first night or like the second night or something, coming downstairs, I like sitting at my drum kit. I'm like, well, <laughs> at least I got a studio in my house. And I had these big grandiose ideas. Oh, I'm going to get so much shit done. I'm going to like finish all these unfinished albums I got. I'm going to like, you know, get really good at the drums, which I just admitted I'm still not good at. I'm going to really good at this and that and do all this shit and everything. And, pff, dude, it was like took like a couple weeks in at a month i was like drinking like a fish and just yeah. laying around <laughs> doing the yep. bare minimum yep would you guys manage to stay productive in a new city under lockdown or did you also fall into the like well we oh, no, when man. we moved there we had we'd been living there already for two years Closer to you. Oh, okay. So we were. It wasn't when you first moved. Which, there. yeah, but yeah. it, it was, was like, it was like a year and a half. Yeah. Into it. And okay. What sucks is because we were actually, like, I booked that tour we for Pretty good. Mouth. We were doing yeah. good. Yeah. He was working at Alex's bar. We were playing shows. Like, yeah. we were working our asses off and we were actually starting mm-hmm. to, like, we were playing gigs on Catalina Island. Dude, we were doing a Start lot. Yeah. And, like, right. I was like, damn, we work hard. And to me, it just sucks that our, that got cut off out there. Yeah. Like that Absolutely. was, that was the shitty thing. And we honestly though, like when we, yes, there was a lot of drinking and depression, like when you don't have anything to do, but I was like, yeah. damn, this is great. I got so many art projects done. We finished right. writing. There's monsters outside. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, like, so you did we, manage to get some creative stuff. Done. And then we also yeah. came back like kind of in the middle of everything. When well, did we at, move at back? the beginning of 2021. Yeah. Oh, so so like the beginning we, of the we, end. We took, yeah. we took what we had sort of built up polished it up and then recorded it when we moved back yeah. in 2021 got it is that yeah. you just why you moved back just you that was the pandemic sort of tainted that whole well, thing we didn't or have, you didn't want to keep trying things were being still suppressed and we lost our jobs coming back oh yeah. more yeah. suppressed in california than yeah. colorado oh well, way yeah because well, it's we way just, more we yeah that more, makes we still might had had more roots here that, right, right. So, that too. Well, I do remember like Newsom was real. Isn't Newsom was the governor, yeah. right? Yeah. And he was like real I was brutal. nuts about, yeah. And then you got like Florida where they were just like, nah, fuck it, spread it all over the beach. And then here, Polis was a little more even handed. It was like, well, you half know. Half and half. Well, we're going to, I remember so many times he would come on the news and go, we're going to follow the data, you know? When the cases are up, we're going to do this. When the cases are down, we're going to do that. And that's the best I could do is follow the data. And I was like, fuck Yeah. I didn't always like him. I'm like, you know what? Now I like you because I'm a scientist and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to follow the data yeah. all day long. I'm all about it. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know when we were going to be able to work. Yeah. Did you, did you guys apply at all for that? I'm curious. The, the, there was some government money for artists and yeah, because uh, I feel like some bands I knew ended up, ended up getting it. 
some. It was I, such a small amount. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I don't think it was like a couple. You can't play. Bucks. You can't pay your, your Southern rent California or, rent yeah. on that. No doubt. Like no, yeah, right, right. It's <laughs> like, expensive. And we are bartenders. Yeah, we make so, tips. Right, like so cash. That's but, where most of my money was coming from. And fortunately, you know, like it, it was fortunate for a certain amount of time. You know, mm-hmm. but when, once the year ended, it was. Um, we were kind of. It was also some personal stuff too. You know? Yeah, it was just there, like, yeah. It, it, things were things sick were of the sort scene of out there. To the wall a little bit, uh, like between us with other friendships and whatnot, and it was like, all right, we just like there was a we big need a reset. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a big emphasis on getting back to some community. Yeah, so, some familiar faces and just like. You know, being family able to pick too. Up again with that. For me, family, family and too. Family, closer yeah. to family, no yeah. doubt, dude. There is such a good community here too. I feel yeah. like the musical community here is awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, coming back was like, you know, the minute we got because we were in the springs for a few months, and that's where my folks are. Uh, we had to move in with his parents for a small oh. amount of time. We is that you grow there. up in the springs? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you both local Colorado. Yeah. Kid. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's. Mm-hmm. Odd, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Not yep. the most. We common. are no. we are Colorado natives. Yeah, it's usually <laughs> for like the real. You, usually, don't get one of them in a room, let alone two. Yeah. Well, I say that, but you know, my my other band, Masuji. Um, I think. Most of those, Ryan, me and Ryan and I are not from originally from Colorado, but I think the other three, all three of them are. So I guess I say that, but it's not that. You're surrounded by them. You're surrounded by, and you know, and again, <laughs> well, maybe that's a testament to how cool the music scene is here is that if you kind of grew up here, like you're still here. Yeah. You know, I grew up in Pennsylvania and growing up there, there was a small music scene in Harrisburg area where I grew up and it was cool, but nobody stayed. Everybody, and, and it kept happening. Like as soon as, you know, the high school, next high school graduating class left, all those bands left and some of them did stay together and like all moved to Philly or Pittsburgh or New York, Baltimore, local cities. But you kind of like, nobody stayed there. It was like, pick a city and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like Colorado's not like that. You know, if, if anything, it's like pick up and go to Denver maybe because yeah. that's the that's I mean, the musical mecca of that, the that's state. That's kind of the biggest thing that happened, you know? It's like, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, really, and, and maybe it's changing a little bit more now, but uh until recently you know it's like springs and pueblo are primarily it's like you know punk metal and yeah oh my god right some rap that's why i think we yeah. did you know? so good in pueblo because oh, we're they like love a punk metal yeah. kind of they love it. thing yeah i yeah, mean it was fun man i mean and like i said it's nice having the roots i moved there. here i moved to denver in 2000 it. so the scene like in 2000 the scene was fucking rad yeah i ha- it's gotten shittier i will say i'm not okay. trying to be mean not trying to be mean right yeah, but just being like, honest uh, but the, well the music scene in general has it's gotten, gotten shit on it, it's not the people it's just it is, the politics uh, yeah it's not speaking towards the amount of not, well, i'm not well, talking about the people so what do you mean yeah. the promoters the venues oh or, yeah, yeah they're that, just full-on well, ripoff yeah, music's no, just true got, artists just get shit on and ripped off like you can't even you don't sell records no you pay true. to put your music well, up. no I mean, one sells records anymore <laughs> Well, so I mean, I know that, but it, like, I think that's a, that's a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, the records don't sell. It's just the local musicians. Yeah, they make it very hard for them to make money. And here too, I will say, like, Denver's really bad about paying musicians. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I do think from playing other states, I feel like there's there's a little bit of that. That's sort of the the arc. Uh, you know, I feel like. I don't know if I'm going to say worldwide, but nationally at least is sort of bending that way. But I would agree, maybe Denver's even more so. There was a time, I want to say like 2015, you know, early 20 teens, mid 20 teens, when there was all of those companies started coming in. Like Afton was the one that I was using for a little while. They were evil, evil, yeah. blood sucking bastards, yeah. man. 
they would just treat their artists like shit, shit. and give you was the it, shittiest shows. Was it Afton, the production no company money. that would like put on all the Battle of the Bands or yeah. something yes. like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think they got me because I did I did like one Battle of the Bands or something, and I think I won. There was I had one good experience once and went, oh, this is fucking sweet, and I don't have to book my own shows? Cool. And I went on to play like two or three shows for them, and I was like, this is so, this is god awful. Yeah. And you get, you, they take a huge cut, so you really get like nothing for get doing nothing. it. You basically yeah. have to do it for free. Yeah. That's pay to play. You just had that yeah. one show that pay you had play. a bunch of friends at or whatever. Yeah, they turned out really well, and I went, oh, it was Afton that did this, right? <laughs> no. I just feel like Denver didn't used to be so pay to play, and I, and I wouldn't even, I, I'm sure this is a nationwide phenomena. Yeah. It's not even a phenomena. This is just what's happening. Like, it's just, it's gotten hard. It has. For, it's and gotten real tough. I think it is nationally, but I, I mm-hmm. would agree that it seems, well, I don't know. I say it seems worse here, and then I still have friends back in New York. I lived in New York for a while, and it sounds pretty damn rough out there, honestly. Well, There's, yeah. well part of it's the money circulation with venues and shit, too. Yes. And like, yeah. Fucking, yeah. Like, even independent venues have to be all like, you know, fucking tightwad about shit. And, yep. and like, well, because people. About shit because. You know, post COVID, like everyone's like, you know, got the sniffles and like the the sh- a whole fucking like, you know, six, six weeks of promotion is fucking down the drain yeah, it or goes something. Out the you know, window. so it's like it's true. It's you know, a risky people business. People getting fucked on a lot of different. Fronts. And I think that also what happened too is I will blame the phones a lot. And of course, when I say like the Ghost Buffalo, when I talk about Ghost Buffalo and how we were on tour and all this stuff, this was before all of us had cell phones. And we actually were selling records and like Sam yeah. Goody and shit like that. Yeah, that whole I. I was on the tail end of it, but I watched the whole thing crash where you don't get to have that. You don't even get to have that anymore. No, not really. And, but it, I'm going to blame the phones because and COVID made people super lazy too. It's because they just got so used to staying in and watching everything on their phones. Yeah. And then people do the live streams and I understand it's good for like your mom at home or your grandma or, or your friends that live in a different, you know, city or whatever. Sure. But however, it makes people even more lazy. We're like, well, why would we go pay to see a show if we can just watch live it on the phone? It. Man, but live stream. You know, I notice some people I that are still in my feed still do live streams of their band, and I never watch them anymore. I, I, I watched a couple over quarantine because there right. was not what else you got to do, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right. And this was kind of a novel thing. But I see friends and colleagues, people I know, still doing that, and I'm like, dude, come to the show, pay to see the show. That? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll scroll yeah. past well, it too. I'm like, I don't, especially if you've done. Now, here's the other thing: is they tend to do it a lot. So it's like, well, you've done, you've, you, you air like every Saturday. It's like, you're just live streaming your practice in the same practice space. Like I, I, I don't need to see that. We don't that. need to see it. Yeah. Make it what happened to the <laughs> performance? There's nothing new or expected. It's fucking boring. Yeah. Yeah, like we have to bring, no you need a clap track under that, that or yeah. something, man. It seems dead in there. That would actually make something. Yeah, right. that'd, be, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> well, and we have, I, well, you know, what about like being like entertained yeah. Like, what about having, like, a performance and, like, being there and feeling the energy? Absolutely. Like, a lot of that. So, it's like, um, you know, you know I, maybe I'm not alone on this, but, like, I don't, it's, it's, like, very rare that I think music sounds good when I, like, see it on the internet. Like, and it's, you know, being recorded on someone's phone speakers coming through my phone speakers. Oh, like, yeah. You know, no. Like, you always just, you always just happen to catch, like, whatever band. It could be, like, the best part of their set, and it's just, like, <laughs> Yeah, sounds all tinny and shitty. Yeah, it's It's true. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was saying, you know, like I have my earbuds in a lot. I was saying earlier, Mm -hmm. that's something I'll notice is if I have my earbuds in because I was on a call or listening to music and I happen to scroll past something, especially if it's like a bigger band, they have a little clip. I'm like, oh, that sounds really fucking good. Then later I'll have them out. 
and I'll just be scrolling. That same clip comes up. Yeah. And oh my God, I'm like, ew. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what the fuck? The hell happened? What the yeah, but I mean, somebody should think about that of like, <laughs> dude, you know, don't try to. And they, I get that always the friend that wants, there's two things. They want to first show me something on your phone. Mm. And it's, you know, I'm wearing glasses. So they're like all the way across the room, hey, check out this fucking thing all the way on my phone. I'm like, dude, I don't want to look at your phone. And listening is also bad. And yeah. I have so many friends that I love so dearly. And I just want to say right now, if you're listening, Stop putting your phone in front of my face and tell me to listen to something. <laughs> it sounds so shitty out of your phone. And then you know what? Really, if you want to be the worst, you want to get under the last piece of skin I had. <laughs> they do that over top of some, like I'll have some actual music playing out of the system, out of speakers. And somebody will go, yeah, but listen to this out of my phone. And like, ooh, just stop. Like, like, I can't stand when you have two different songs played at the same time anyway. Oh but that God. one you want me to listen to is coming out of this fucking tin can. <laughs> It's terrible. Do you find yourself? It's I always terrible. find myself just like sort of like staring, sort of like yes. at a forty-five degree angle, right? Like, like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're just like okay. I guess I'm stuck here now for nodding next my head a little minute. bit. Yeah, like mm, all right. I'm just counting the seconds oh, and like yes. forty seconds go by. Brutal. Good. I feel like I've had jams and stuff where we're over there playing and the mic is hooked up to the PA. I can't. I can't remember who did this, but it's probably somebody I love, close friend of mine or something, with the phone to like. Well, we can't hear it. We can't. Oh, okay. And they put the phone up to the microphone and run it through the PA. Like we're supposed to listen to the fucking song that way. And I'm just like, you know, oh, oh yeah. Palm I've, on my forehead. Like, please, please stop. <laughs> well, the audio yeah. engineer in me just can't take it. Oh, yeah. It's, so it's, bad. it's bad. I don't like it. It's terrible. It's terrible. And tone makes a big difference. You know, sometimes I notice that at venues where – a venue will just mix something so right. Most of the time, I think they get it right. It's pretty good. Enigma usually has pretty good sound. They're great, yeah. yeah. The other night, they were pretty good. He was, it was a little bassy when I played back the video. But um, I went to this show at Globe. I don't know if you guys were there. I don't think you guys were playing. Um, I've never, God. I haven't been there since it was the Sidewinder. Oh, okay. I haven't or been inside what, that. Sidewinder? Yeah. I thought it was called Syntax or something. But no, Syntax is Hall, um, right? yeah. Well, yeah. Syntax is another place. Yeah. That's, well, yeah, that's where Broadway is Roxy the now. Roxy now. Yeah, but the Globe oh. Hall used to be the Sidewinder. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I'm getting confused. I yeah. think this might have been. No, no, no. I th- oh god, I don't remember. I want to say it was Globe Hall, and I can't remember some band that you guys know too. One of our, you know, it's the same mutual friends. But yeah, mutual friends. And man, and everybody was saying the sound was just terrible. Like it was so fucking loud and noisy and just wrong just i remember i was like standing outside for a lot of the set because at least it cut down you know and it cut all the treble out but i was like yeah but man i can't can't i can't stand in there that's just sounds like terrible yeah it's just who who could sit back in that sound booth and mix that and go oh yeah that's it there's the mix right there was it um that we you know the last bad sound situation was that thing um that milk toast did over at that loaded bar downtown even over there oh yeah that it was like no. a it was same but thing it was it was like this this sound was so know, bad i think well, i would have to guess sound guy got fired that night well you know what's funny is that's i'm pretty sure the show i'm talking about milk toast played it but i don't think it's where you're what place are you saying it was at the some place on like they opened it up on market it's called like loaded yeah it's not that but they but that's funny that's a coincidence is i can't remember who i actually went to see that night with the bad sound but milk toast played because that was the first time I had ever seen Milk Toast. Okay. And they're cool. 
Yeah. They're, oh, they're great. Really good yeah, music. Great. Yeah. It was just a shame. It was like, I, when I could tell, I was like, no, this is good shit. But like, wow. It's just, <laughs> that guy just, just, just ruining it's a, it's there. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause I, I have good milk toast experiences where the sound is great too. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. Yeah. No, I believe they're good we, when we, you can hear what they're doing. It's funny. We both have uh, different, separate experiences of watching that band, that awesome band play with terrible sound. right well they seem like too they have they might be a little trickier to mix because they have like how many, yeah a couple mm-hmm. different and strings like that acoustic strings are hard you guys they would be easy tough, as yeah. fuck to mix right but what you'd you, be surprised that people fuck it up still oh yeah well you play out of an amp don't you yeah but how hard is that that's what i mean it's not so you got you you with the amp and a mic and you got the synth and a mic synth beats mic now, do you well synth and beat do you um do you I have your own separately. little mixer on stage or you send no. out separate no, I, Dude, I, you should I, do I, that. I have the mixer for the beats, okay. at least. Uh, but synth just runs. Basically, you the separate. keys just run direct. Yeah. I so I used to do this solo chip tune. You know, you know, what chip tunes are. You ever hear that? It's like eight bit music mm-hmm. make with like a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I used to do this uh, solo show years ago. I'd still do it sometimes, but I was big into it back then. And I had like a table with all these weird, you know, Game Boys and weird little gadgets and little synths and everything. And I remember now that was that that I necessarily I needed a mixer at that point because I had like six things going on. Yeah. First gig I show up to, I'm like, yeah, you got six fucking different weird little synths you have to mix. And of course they ruin it. Yeah. But even when I pared it down to like my computer backing tracks and one synth, I found that having a little mixing board on the table up there with me was the godsend because these people just would never mix that right for me. Mm-hmm. And but having that control right on stage to go like ah, ah, ah no gonna be like this yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've actually That's, been considering nice. getting getting you uh, should do that if i do end up adding like a small like side synth or something like that or even even with my own keyboard right now just popping that through an amp so i have a little bit more control with it mm-hmm. with with the beats and whatnot I, I really uh as as quickly as we can get an idea to like the polished sort of like version of it and then mixing that down within you know like the machine software and stuff like uh-huh. that that for for live purposes that that usually maintains fine because I, I at least know nothing's like sort of you know getting too sharp or anything sure. coming out. Every time and I've then, seen you guys, it sounds been great. I haven't heard. We've had some real that. bad ones, but thank you. Yeah. But yeah, we've had like some. what? How, that's why I'm. I was, how do you fuck that up? This is like <laughs> well, we used to, when we first started, I was doing everything through a loop pedal. Yeah. Oh, which was that, that's hard. Had some issues. Yeah. And what yeah. if you don't hit the loop at the right time or something? Hitting the loop wasn't always the problem though. It was more like, levels. Yeah. It was the levels and like, it, you know, I, I didn't have like a great loop. I, it, I had a, what was it? Like Digitech jam mans. Oh, the jam man. Yeah. Um, yep. so, so it's good, but it's not good for like, you know, several layers of things, you know, it mm-hmm. starts getting a little bit distorted yep. once you get past. It's just more the feedbacks and, and, overdubs. and people not like liking the pedals. Like well, you got vo- a lot of pedals. The vocal pedals, I mean. Oh yeah, uh, I'm kind of the same way. I have a couple vocal pedals, and like, man, I don't. We just they always the, fuck up your my tone too much. We just go with the helicons, man. Oh, the helicon for yeah. vocals. Yeah, yeah, yep. they're good. Well, yeah, because yeah, you guys do have the, the vocal, yeah, like harmonizers and stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, that's right. And they're helicons. But, as well. uh, yeah, the, yeah, the they sound good. Are, uh, they they're pretty good. Yeah. I understand it's a uh, sound guy's ni- nightmare. Yeah. Right? However, but those ones they they, they, they handle they handle live settings. Yeah, they're is. they're made for live settings, and well, they have good. like yeah. a they have like a like a feedback button even like oh, that should to control be able, that. Yeah, but we've still had. 
No, I hear you. Like I still had. I've run sound many times, and man, as soon as someone comes up with that vocal pedal, I'm just like, oh god, here we go. Here we go. Here we fucking go. I can see it in the face of every sound guy. (laughs) Every time, every (laughs) time we have it, they're like, do you have to use that? (laughs) We've had. I swear, I got it. This never fucks up. Yeah. Except that one time. That I know that was a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know. They're hard. That's hard to. I was in guitar pedals. Like, ah, guitar pedals. I have a million guitar pedals. If yeah. you're just going through your amp, too, then, like, yeah, who they, cares? That, yeah, that's. It's the it's the vocal. Pedals. You have a nice guitar tone, though, too. Is that a telly you're playing, I think? Yeah, it's the a thin line. Thin it's line. It's the, uh, the elite I don't thin know what line. That is. So it, it's a semi hollow. They, they don't make it anymore. Oh, it's a semi hollow. Yeah. But, um. Okay. I. I got it a couple of years ago because I was playing my Music Man forever, oh, I love which music I love, man. my Music yeah. Man. But Music Man's great. It's he- the guitars become too heavy for me. Yeah, no shit. That's They're a real heavy. thing. Nope. And my it's back true. just could not ha- like it was just starting to hurt so bad. I so. feel you on that one. I got a Music Man bass, but I I They're, yeah, that's I rarely play it. And then I played forever a Les Paul. I had a Les Paul Classic. It was my go-to. I love the tone. I love the feel. Such a good guitar. Yeah, but same thing. So like, heavy. So, so fucking, fucking heavy. heavy. Oh, my God. And especially me. It was like, I like to rock out on stage. This thing would just, I'd hurt myself. Oh, those. <laughs> I, it would whack me. Like, even you know, the SGs the everything. are he- heavy. Well, so that's me. what I was going to say. So I, I ended up like 20, not that long ago, 2017, I got an SG. And it was like, ah, you yeah. know, the fucking clouds opened. And, you know, God like <laughs> rained down. It was like, here's your lighter guitar, sir. And it's wet. I mean, mine, I, I spent some time, though, trying a whole bunch of them. And the one I picked is super light. I mean, at least in comparison, it's the lightest electric that I have compared to all my electric guitars. And that's why I end up playing it live so much is it's just so easy to play and lift because it's yeah. so nice and light. That's how the thin line is. It's five pounds. But yeah, I will say it's not it's my, my, my guitar SG. that I really want is the Melody Maker, which is a Gibson guitar. Mm-hmm. And... I'm sure if I know that one, the Melody Maker. Oh my God. So they have them at Black and Bloom. A friend of ours from our friend that records at Black and Bloom uh-huh. had a guy named Michael. He lives in Switzerland and he, he's refurbished all these old Melody Makers. They're oh. like they're like three pounds and they rip, what? dude, and they're sick and they're what? so expensive. Three pounds? Oh, they're what does like, it look like? It's their own design. It doesn't look like any of their other. It looks it looks kind. It kind of looks like a, a little bit like an SG. G? Okay. Melody Maker. I have they're to look sick. that up. And then, I love Gibson. That's. They're yeah, they're the best. But this guitar, he was like, yeah. he'll make you one for, for $800. And I was like, I don't have the money right now. And this ah. is years and years and years ago. And I will never, yeah. ever, ever forgive myself for saying that because I should have just like yeah, done it. found a way. Yeah, fuck, man. <laughs> and now, now it's done forever. But those guitars are sick and I really want one. Yeah, I've never heard of those. Look it I, up. Well, so I, I have a, I have like a shit ton, too many guitars. Uh, but definitely my, I always tend to go like pretty much Gibson or Fender. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like Fender have the best tone. Like I have a Telecaster, my Jazzmaster, I have a 59 Jazzmaster. It's nice. easily the best sounding guitar out of all my guitars, hands down, no question. But they're not that comfortable to play. The Gibsons, all of them, just way, I don't know, I can get the action lower and the, the fretboard's flatter. It's less of a, you know, it's less steep of a radius on. They're just super easy to, like the SG, I always say, it's like butter playing this thing. SGs are so good. But it doesn't have, definitely doesn't have the bitey, chimey tone like a Fender does. Fender has know? a good, that guitar I have does have a great yeah. tone. They have good tone. Mixing them is nice. I notice a lot of my own albums and even for bands I do, like I'll do a lot of rhythm stuff and like layering stuff with Gibsons. And then if I want to do like a cool lead, 
line, you know, cool like lead melody or something. Mm-hmm. I'll do with a Fender because it really pops out yeah. against the other it's bright. ones. Right? It's like, Ksh. yeah, yeah. It's it fits well in your set for sure. Because when you're playing that kind of stuff, it's very like twinkly chimey, but it has like those upper mids that cut through the synth can, really nice. Yeah, it can yeah. get some grit to it. Too, no, it's man. great. Yeah. It's great. Well, that's why I was surprised that you're saying you have hard time, like had some bad mixing experiences. Cause well, that, with the instruments, it's just more the electronics. And even like with the beats, just you might run into a situation where the sound guy is used to just like band and not the electronics, yeah, you sure. know? Sure, and, I, mean, I can see that. But what other, are we going to do with these yeah. 10 drum mics, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they always say, man. Yeah. They always say, Or man. they're just really happy that there's not a drummer. I was going to say, if I was <laughs> a sound really guy, happy. I'd be like, just you two? Fuck yeah. And then yeah. you'd be like, well, you got these vocal pedals. I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, fuck no. I'm going Damn it. home. Yeah. <laughs> I loved you guys until you said that. <laughs> the fucking vocal pedals. No, it's. The vocal processes are good, man. I, I no, they that, sound good, yeah. I, I had a Zoom one for a minute. I was trying. But those don't handle with the, the live boards, man. They Right. They, I've got a couple like individual hot. effects pedals that are meant for like I have a vocoder and um, another one too that's for vocals. But they're I every I've never been able to get them to work live right. They always sound mm-hmm. wonky to me live. Recording I yeah. can we can do it. It's cool, especially yeah. like as an extra layer and overdub or something. But live I'm never quite able to pull it off. I know Emily Shreve, Glass Human. She oh they're the next one. They're coming after you guys. Um, she she plays with this vocal processor. And man, she had like a bunch of different ones throughout the year, and I years, and I've always given her shit for it. The minute like, to be set up for a show or coming over to jam or something, the minute she busts that thing out, I'm like, oh, that fucking thing again! Like, come on, you don't want to poke that into my PA system, do you? But I think they've they've gotten better, yeah. and then also, I mean, there's just some level of experience too. You, right, you get used yeah. to how to dial it you in. You know right? exactly what it can take. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Like my old one that I toured with forever and ever and ever the. The helicon, just this, the little helicon. Mm-hmm. Just the, the reverb. The, the, it's the reverb like, and the delay combo. Yeah. But it's, I don't just know how. I don't thin, even, tinny? Or? No, they're great. It's no. still great. Oh, oh it's great. Oh, it's still, okay. It still would hold up. Like, I'll bring it if if something shits out. Sure. That well, one will work. But you do have to know exactly what to turn down so it doesn't yeah. feed back. It just takes, like, a lot of experience um, with different sound situations to know, like, okay, this, well, the, this how part. How to work it. Yeah. But they should work fine. You know, Should. So, yeah. uh, some of them don't. I realize. E- yeah. e- even even with the the only mishap that we've had with the uh, voc- the the perform V uh, processors and whatnot, like I, I I was trying to remember after that, like, and I I told this to Maria is like, you know, no matter what, like we we are still writing songs that like are. In, in, at their best, being actualized in the fullest production value as possible. But if if that if something gets sort of like you know like knocked out from the side, like a Jenga piece or some shit from that, you yeah. can still you can still yeah make it happen. Like the the song in in its own like holds up well enough to where if like if all the power goes out and we got to like get people to fucking like clap and like do the song, we can still do you can still do it. You know, damn like, straight, man. Yeah, I remember reading this one article many years ago. You just reminded me of it. It's this guy, real. Oh, I can't remember. He's a real famous session player, guitar player from LA, and he's making this point about. It. He's like, I see these people that are such babies about something when the amp blew, the this went, the that. He's like, dude. If you're good and you play well, he's like, I've jumped to a show, you know, off of a flight 
with nothing. And the house guitar they hand me is like a squire. And I direct in dry to the board. And he's like, you should still be able to get good fucking tone. Yeah. You know how to play the song. It's a good song. Play the song. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All that yeah. stuff is beautiful like, like, production quality. But at the bottom line, yeah, man, if all if it all fails, like the if song should fails, be able can to- you still fucking perform your yep. shit? You know? Yep. And that that's what I like- like that's, to keep in mind, you and know, I, like, I totally agree with that philosophy. I'm just, I guess, I'm when I'm thinking about it, I'm, that's curious that you guys would say that because I feel like <laughs> the yeah. two piece just so relying on the the, <laughs> dipper, the beats and the synth and everything, and even you guys are like, yeah, but you know what, the power goes out. We could do oh, yeah. it. We'll just we'll oh, just yeah. clap we along it. and sing it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get someone if I can hum the yeah. bass line. We're both great you know, singers like, too, so you're right. Yeah. You just sing over some clapping. That works. Yeah, that yeah. works. It definitely works. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I want to be prepared for those. But we know, were, like said, we've not, been in those situations. Uh, oh, we've actually power. been. We've been in those, been in those situations. Yeah. We lost power once. and everybody had to clap and well, sing the fucking We song. had a situation <laughs> in, in Long Beach, actually. We played this show and I don't know what happened to their system. It completely went out. Uh, the board went? Or the power? What do you, the, like, they're the PA. The, the PA went, the, okay. The house power. The house power. So we just like straight up, no mics. I think we grabbed my, we had an Thank God I had like my acoustic shaker. guitar and oh, we just like went raw dog. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But we were able to do it. Damn straight. I think we could do it. Yeah. Hey, if you got game, you should be able to go raw dog. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't need all <laughs> the bells and whistles. Word. Don't need all the bells and whistles if you got game. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, yeah man. Everything we, else we just pull out me. covers. Do we just pull out all the covers that we know? And yeah. we'll just like there you go play them. Just start playing kumbaya. Yeah, fucking. I don't know kumbaya. Yeah, I don't know kumbaya. No, I don't know that You'll one, be but... like eat the sun. You get a guy to come in with a cajon, just play acoustic. <laughs> yeah, when it makes no sense, right? <laughs> the covers of your electronic music, with acoustic <laughs> stuff, <laughs> stomping <laughs> your feet. <laughs> you ever play? We play drums. You play a cajon. Uh, They're fun. It's funny. I, uh, I I never. I've always watched people play cajon. I never yeah. played a cajon until. Well, I didn't really play it this past weekend, but I. I smacked one for oh, the first time well there you go weekend. see yeah. what a coincidence yeah they hurt your hands dude after yeah. doing a whole set of cajon my hands are fucking hurt i used to have bongos <laughs> back in the day yeah and, I love uh, a bongo. When, I, when i was uh, a teenager i was uh really into like the drum and bass rave stuff and i would mm -hmm. like even just like have them at parties and and you know some kids would be like cdjing fucking you know break yeah. beats or whatever and just sit down in the bongo. and fucking wail Fuck on yeah. bongos you know yep when I was a kid and I had a four track, because I've been trying to make records and I'm going to use that, I'm going to say trying to make records, like since I was a little kid, like my daughter's age, really. And um, I didn't have a drum kit for a long time, like middle school, but I had these bongos. And I remember doing this awful, but it kind of worked where I had the bongos and then the, the, the side of my couch, like the arm rest of my couch, I would hit with a stick to be the kick drum, mm -hmm. which sounded quite good. And um, I think the snare was a cardboard box. It was cool. I mean, when, yeah, <laughs> once you track that well, and kind of EQ'd it a little bit. I didn't have a bass guitar either. So I just record like an extra guitar where I play the low E and like roll off all the highs on it and everything. I mean, I go back now, I'd probably be horrified by the by the awful sound there but well, it's like, it's like no, the that's first time awesome. you see someone rip you can it piece buckets, it together though, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah dude there was a the, um uh, there was a guy i remember back on pearl street when i first moved to boulder that was like famous for that he yeah. just had a bunch of buckets and he would do this one move that i love because he would play in the buckets really kicking ass and then he'd like stop for a second and take one and like slide it so with the shh, shh 
And that was yeah. like, so he had like a little, I don't know, it was like a shaker like in there. The shaker, a gravel yeah. by, trick. The gravel <laughs> trick by fucking moving the bucket. I was like, dude. That's sweet. It reminds me of this other quick story. I remember in New York when I was living in New York and you'd see these crazy people in the subways doing like ridiculous music shit. And this one guy, I just walked past him and I'm without looking at him, he's sitting on the floor. And this beat that he's doing is like unfucking real. And I looked down and he's playing, I think it was like a little, um, look like a like a notebook or something, like a stack of paper. And then he had one tiny, like, you know, pizza slice sliver of a symbol, broken symbol on like a little towel that he was hitting. And that's what he was playing this. And it was like, it was like this ridiculous breakbeat thing he's doing. And I'm like, what in the fuck? Yeah. So he gets back to, if you got game, yeah, right? That's, Even that's, on your broken piece of shit symbol, you should amazing. be able to rock the fuck out of that pizza slice. That's a, yeah, <laughs> the man. Pizza slice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my game, man. Exactly. That's, like, who even wants a big snare anymore? Yeah, yeah. for real, man. What <laughs> a tiny, what a piccolo. A piece of tile. Yeah, just a piece of tile. <laughs> broken glass, I remember that. Broken glass, That was yep. a big thing. I remember people sampling yeah. broken glass. Yep. Yeah, I can't figure uh, that. Back back to the pretty mouth thing. If I ever played in pretty mouth, the one thing I did do on the album was drop the chain. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. We had a chain. Had I a chain. love that We're stuff. Dropping the chain, like folly work. You know, sound yeah. effects yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. And I'm constantly always doing that. There was an album not that long, a couple years ago, where I was finishing the mix, and it was like the middle of the day down here, and I could hear the birds chirping. There's a window over there behind that poster. I could hear them like when I stopped and I went, I gotta put those birds on. And I just like hooked one of these mics up there out right out that window yeah. and recorded some birds. I love you know, it. I always add shit like I that. Love that. Yeah. Field stuff, if you can find it, is so fun like that yeah, to throw man, in there. Just having the texture. You know, I mean, I don't know, just having those like real life elements in the studio, in the record, you know, in the in the production, in the master, whatever, you know, yeah. like just uh, you it's know, cool. make, make it feel make it feel live. Fuck yeah. That's really sweet. Adds another dimension to it. Yeah. All right, well, um, we're kind of there at the hour, but um, why don't you guys plug? You know, I think I was saying this the other night. We were talking. Most people that plug stuff on this show, it's so backed up that I, they're they're telling me the dates, you know, as we're recording it, and I'm like, no one's ever gonna fucking hear. That's gonna this is gonna air long after that. But this but you're, one, you tell me, we have a chance. I right? think we do because this is the end of August, and this is not till the end of October. Yes, mm-hmm. when we when we looked it out, I was like, dude, I think it's gonna, it's gonna work. Line up so. So plug away. Assuming that this is airing right before, like almost like right before, before we do this. <laughs> Days Halloween, before. Halloween, the actual day of Halloween, October 31st. It lands on a Tuesday this year. Uh, we are releasing uh, our next music video, Pluto the Destroyer. It's going to be at Enigma Great Bazaar. Name. Great venue. We're going to play the video probably once on the hour until the night's over. We're also going to do a reel of horror flicks, have a dance contest. It's actually just going to be a chill out. Uh, we're calling it the Monster Mixer. Come through. It's a $5 cover with a costume. Halloween. Fuck yeah. Yep. Fuck yeah. And what's the new What's the new video you're releasing? Did you say the title yeah. already? Pluto it's the Destroyer. Pluto the Destroyer. Oh, I thought that was, that's just the single. That's, that's the single. album. Oh, that's the name of the single. song, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. I love that name. It's yeah. a badass name. And Enigma is so great. Just so the weekend. One of the, one of our favorite venues in town. Absolutely, yep. me yep. too. Very well, guys, wonderful. thanks so much for coming out, thank hanging you. out. Like, thank really you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was badass. You. It was fun. Hell yeah! All right, thanks.